Welcome to the Grace Story Podcast, where we introduce you to interesting people and their inspiring stories. From Grace professors, current students, and distinguished alumni, to special guests and speakers on our campus, you can meet new people and hear how they are impacting the world around them. This podcast is recorded and produced at Grace College and Seminary, located on the shores of Winona Lake in the great state of Indiana. This is the Grace Story Podcast. Born without arms, he plays music from his heart using his feet. George has a powerful message to share, and we're so excited to have him with us this morning because George has overcome so much in his life. He believes that every individual has a purpose and can absolutely do anything they put their hands to or their feet to. People are surprised by his life story, which we'll get into today. George started his musical journey early in life playing the cello at the age of eight and advanced in classical music until he was able to play the cello with a regional orchestra. With the cello, he launched into a career of playing guitar, bass, piano, and George had gained worldwide attention in 2012 after posting a video of himself covering the Goo Goo Dolls song, Iris. George, thanks for being here today. Yeah, thank you so much, Drew, for having me. I must admit, I'm excited uh, for um, a few reasons that are connecting to me. One, uh, we're a similar age, so I was a big fan of the Goo Goo Dolls uh, in high school. That was when they were, like, really popular. Um, And uh, two, uh, I play the violin, so um, having a little bit of that stringed instrument uh, interest as well. And um, I have two sons who are adopted, uh, and you uh, are adopted as well, and we're going to get a little bit of that story. So I'm just personally excited and thankful um, to be able to interact a little bit. Yeah, me, me too. I'm, I'm excited to be able to share and to just open up and, yeah. Well, tell us a little bit about your um, early life journey in a, in a Romanian orphanage, um, just from early in uh, your life and then, and then coming here to the States. Give us a little bit of that backstory. Yeah, so I was born in Romania and and born without arms with no rhyme or reason. It just kind of happened. And because of that, I was put in an orphanage kind of right after birth. And uh, in this orphanage, I was neglected and abandoned and malnourished and not taken care of because the way that I was and someone like me uh, was seen, looked to be less, hmm. uh, not worth as much and uh, just not not loved. So I was, I was kind of placed in a crib by myself and, and really essentially left to, to die. Uh, and I was in this orphanage for about a year and, and a half. And uh, just by God's ultimate design and his ultimate plan for my life, he didn't, he didn't leave me there to die. Wow. Um, he sent my, my parents over to adopt me. And they had been looking into this idea of adoption for, for some time. And God led them to, to me and they picked me up for that first time, and I was one and a half, and I weighed nine pounds, and I was mm. sick, and, and I couldn't hold my head up. And uh, But my parents, they took me home, and they loved me unconditionally, and I, I blossomed just, just like a regular kid. Mm. Uh, and um, and then, you know, you, you came home, your parents loved you, and you started <clears throat> going through those early years of elementary school and junior high, high school. And you spoke actually um, yesterday to my kids at a local elementary school, and they were telling me about some of the negative experiences, difficulties that you had. Um, and and that was a great jumping off point for us to have a discussion as a family. But tell yeah. us a little bit about those 
you know, elementary, junior high years and, and some of the hardships that, you know, despite having a loving family, that didn't make life easy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, you, you can have the most loving family in the world and, and you can even be a Christian, but you're still going to you're still going to face life's struggles and life's challenges because we live in a fallen world. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I had to overcome a lot of different challenges growing up. I mean, just living without arms came with its own set of physical challenges, just learning how to use my feet and do day-to-day tasks and uh, just do all those things, which most of the things did come naturally. And my parents pushed me and encouraged me to, to really just figure it out, kind of. Mm. Um, and they helped prepare me, really, for, for adulthood and being independent and prepare me for uh, the, the, the world in that sense. But nothing could prepare me for uh, just the emotional aspect of, of realizing that I'm different than everybody else. Um, you can't always prepare for, for those things. You can't always prepare for the dark seasons in life. You just, sometimes you go through them. And um, I went through a really hard, hard time, especially as a middle school and high school student. Uh, for me, I, I was picked on and I was bullied and went through just years of being in a very dark season where I, I began to, to question God's faithfulness. I began to question his, his love for me even because because I really couldn't wrap my head around how, how does how could a loving God create me without arms? Mm. Um, why would he do that to me? Uh, I didn't think that was loving. I didn't think that it was fair, you know, and I just think it's it's so easy for us when we're going through things to just, it's, it's not fair. <laughs> and God, how could you do this to me? And I wrestled a lot with, with that and, and just really began to hate myself and, and be ashamed of, of not having arms and being ashamed of being adopted. And uh, it turned into just a very, very dark, dark time in my life. Yeah. And uh, <clears throat> so you talk about being bullied in that junior high, high school time frame. And I think about who some of our listeners are going to be, you know, alums, um, those connected to the, the Grace family who may have kids um, in that time of life. Uh, what, what is, what is advice that you give, um, to parents, uh, to help them think through? And that was even part of why you were here, um, for the conference this time. What advice do you give to, to parents of, of kids who may be around those who are different in various ways of how, how best to handle that? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think, I think if, if there's parents that are listening who, who, that you know that your kids are going through similar things and um, or you might even have kids that have opened up about that that's that's amazing that's that's great because a lot of a lot of students don't mm-hmm. I never opened up about this my parents didn't really know what I was going through I would go home and and, and my parents would ask how my day went and I'd just say it was good and yeah. I'd, you know then I'd go up stairs to my room and and cry for the rest of the night um, so with that said yeah, that, that that is amazing. If if you mm. see your your kids in situations or your kids are even opening up, that's that's incredible. I would say, uh, just continue to love them unconditionally, absolutely. But looking back, if I had opened up, which I, I should have, every if even if you're a kid listening, please open up. It's 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 not weak. You know, don't be embarrassed. There are people who can help. Yeah. Um. But just being reminded, reminding your kids of the bigger picture, you know, and, and what this is for all of us, what we're going through in life. It's not the end of the 
how do I word this? It's not the end of the story, pretty mm. much. It's not when you're going through it, especially as a student. It feels like this is all life is. This is all that that's going to happen. This is the end of the world. This is the end of my life. You yeah. know, it's easy really to get wrapped up in that. But there is a bigger picture. God does have a bigger plan, a bigger purpose, and the things we go through are just sometimes stumbling blocks on yeah. the way. I don't want to say roadblocks because you know we can get through them. Uh, only through the hope we have in Christ, we can truly get through them and Amen. and see God's bigger picture. So I just we might not know what that is, but but we do serve a sovereign and holy and perfect God. So just knowing that and being reminded, you, we might not want to hear it, but that reminder that God is in control, and what we're going through is is just part of His bigger plan and picture for our life, which is perfect. Yeah. And, and God's blessings are often on the other side of, of hard, right? It's when you get through those stumbling blocks that you you experience the blessing on the other side. Yeah, um, yeah, absolutely. So uh, where, did the, where did music and the cello, when did that kind of enter the picture <laughs> for you? Yeah, so, so as you mentioned, I pretty much grew up playing music. And mm. it's kind of just something that me and my siblings did. Okay. We uh, we went to a small church and and there there was a lady who taught music to all the kids at the church and it was very it was just one of those kind of small community churches and and um, my older siblings took music lessons and then I was old enough and my parents could tell that I was musical because I did I loved to go to the piano and play and play music that I had heard from a movie that I just watched and just try to come figure it out and I, and my parents noticed that so more reason for them to sign me up for music lessons. And my parents were always, they were always, why not George? You know, like, he could, he'll, why not? Uh, no excuses. And they, 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 they remind me of that all the time, big time. <laughs> um, so when it came time for me to learn, it was just figuring out what that would look like, what instrument that would be. And my parents approached this, this teacher. Her name was Jennifer Petrie, and they brought it up with her, and she paused and said, let me get back to you. Um, I'll, let me get back to you. And she came back a week later and she said, okay, well, I, I took this past week and I, I, I tried to figure out how somebody could play an instrument with their feet. Hmm. So she took it upon herself to learn how to play an instrument with her own feet. That's amazing. Um, yeah, it, it really it really is. And I never appreciated that until as I got older and became an adult. And now I'm looking back, I'm like, man, she went above and beyond and, and kind of literally stepped in my shoes. Yeah. If I ever wore shoes, but she stepped in my in my place and you know, so lo and behold, she realized and figured out that the cello is the best I mean, I guess the best option yeah. for an instrument because there's it's it's a good size for toes and you, you could just make it happen and You're we right. did. Um so taking lessons was a very in-depth process that I didn't always love. Um, I wasn't always a fan of because um, I was just an eight-year-old kid, um, and it was a lot of work. I had to practice a lot, and I had to uh, come up with different toe exercises mm-hmm. to make my feet be able to move and my toes move individually and just all this all this stuff. But, I mean, so many things. Like you said, looking back at the different seasons in our lives, we can see that, that God was there. God was faithful. We were going through that for, for a purpose, and, and I realized, man, God— really allowed these couple these years of being a kid and learning the cello to to be that launching pad to yeah. eventually becoming a, a teenager and 
just picking up a guitar because I was a teenage boy and I wanted to be cool. I wanted to fit in and, you know, I wanted girls to like me and I picked up a guitar and I could teach myself fairly easily the guitar. It was just... Once you had the cello down, the, the others sort of came yeah, pretty simply. Yeah, because by, by the time by the time I started picking up a guitar and playing it, I had already played the cello for a good six years yeah. and I got pretty decent at it. Um, it was just... You know, going from a cello to then holding a guitar pick, playing chords and things like that. Um, so yeah, I'm so thankful for those years playing the cello. I, I still play a little bit, um, but I mean, the guitar and piano and, and singing are, are really my, my focus. Hmm. Uh, that, that's amazing just to hear how God used music and the discipline of music um, to then launch you, you know, into what He's allowing you to do now. Uh, my kids, when I ask them, um, what question would you have me? I, I, I get to talk to George, which they thought was the coolest thing <laughs> in the world. Uh, they said, what question would you have? And and they, they said, We're in, he talked about his friends and the friends that he met in high school. And, uh, and, and ask him about what kind of friends were there, were they? What made them good friends? Because we want to be those kind of friends. So uh, I wanted to ask wow, you that question for, for my kids of, you know, what, what did those friends mean and what was it that made them good friends? Yeah. Well, that's tell a little what bit a, of that story. Yeah. What, what a, what a deep question and how, and that's, that's amazing that, that, that they want to be that, you know, I, that was one of the hard things in middle school and high school was I, I, I didn't have many friends. I didn't have many friends at all. And uh, growing up as a kid, I had some very, very good friends as a little kid where we lived up in Connecticut and, again, that, that kind of small church we were part of. Mm -hmm. And I was homeschooled for a couple of years and then went to school at, like, a homeschool co-op at the church. So it, it was just a small, nice little community, basically. Um, and I didn't even think about the fact that I didn't have arms. Um, but then we moved to Virginia, and I went into a public middle school for the first time, and then that's kind of when that, 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 that culture shock. And I didn't have many friends until really – the the better part of the end of high school and and I, I mentioned to to the kids and kind of told that story where I was sitting in my music theory class in one of my electives and uh, sitting by myself and then these two two kids just said hi to me and I was kind of shocked and thought they were talking to somebody behind me maybe and no but they just said hi and, and if they can come sit with me and you know I think they were just they were just genuine you know and it they it didn't I knew because let me see how, how I can word this. I apologize. Growing up without arms and growing up different, I, I can sense when people are being too nice mm. or they feel pity or they feel sorry for me and they're being nice because they feel sorry for me. Um, I think people who are different, they can kind of sense that. Um, but on the other side, I can sense when somebody just wants to be my friend because they just want to know me. They want to get to know me. And that's what these uh, two friends of mine, uh, who I'm, I'm still friends with to this day, um, who uh, I could tell they were just being genuine. Yeah. And we sat together in music theory class. We hung out together outside of school. I uh, joined the youth group with, with one of them, and me and her were on the worship team together, and, and we ended up just playing a lot of music together as, as teenagers. And even a little bit after high school, we, we played at churches, and it became a really wonderful couple of years. So, I mean, for, for kids listening or for, for your kids, just, just that genuine – you know, they're just a person, you know, yeah. 
they, I want them to get to know them, and, mm-hmm. and and I want to be their friend with every. I want to be a friend with everybody. Yeah. And and they actually helped me become like that to other people too, um, because of, of how they approached me, and that that really encouraged me to approach other people, and and just be genuine and and friendly to anyone. Yeah. So there's there's the kind of the kindness component of just be kind, and mm-hmm. but then there's the I love that encouragement of be genuine, be interested in the person for who they are, get to know them for who they are, not not for what makes them different or just to be kind, but but to genuinely want to know them as an individual. Yeah, absolutely. I think I think that 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 sums it all up. You know, just be kind, but be real. Mm. Okay, I have to ask about the Goo Goo Dolls because you know I was a uh, I was a uh, <laughs> high school college that was like you know the the band at the time. So yeah, just tell us a little bit of that story of like how, what what happened, um, where it sort of became this thing um, that sort of shot you into um, you know into a, a well known um, person. Yeah it it all it all happened so fast and and it was all kind of just out of my control. I really had put this first video of me playing uh, a song, and I I played the song Iris by the Goo Goo Dolls yeah. at a, a, a local big, big just fair in our town. Um, I was able to perform at this fair because I had won a music scholarship from, from high school um, for, for school, which I never ended up using. Um, I wonder if I could still use it or ca- cash it out maybe. I don't well, know. Hey, we'll get you into Grace if you, you know. <laughs> there, yeah, there you go. <laughs> That'd be great. Um so I played I played Iris by the Goo Goo Dolls and I mean like you I've always I've loved the Goo Goo Dolls and especially Iris it's it's just especially that chorus and it's yeah. kind of that I was talking about it the other day that struggle of I I don't want the world to see me and I, my 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 weak side doesn't want people to to notice me and see me but but I also want people to know who I am you know so it's kind of that struggle that I think a lot of people face we want to be known we want to be loved and appreciated but sometimes we're we're scared. To, mm. to let people see us. Um, so that song means a lot to me. And I, I played it at this fair, and, and then I just put the video up because uh, it's the first time I played somewhere out uh, in public. I mean, I played at church and youth group and stuff. And I had a family up in Connecticut, and I just hear the videos on, on YouTube. You can just watch it. But then the video went, went viral um, pretty quickly. It, it went from one, one view or zero views to over 600,000 in, in a day. And it just went around the world. And then really two days later, the Goo Goo Dolls themselves reached out to me and said that they, they it was the drummer. He said, we we saw this video of you and, and Johnny Resnick, or Johnny loves it. And he told us, yeah, we should, we should invite this guy to come play with us. Because uh, I guess they saw that I was in Virginia and they were going to be in Pennsylvania uh, doing a concert, which wasn't that far. And, and yeah, so about... A month later, <laughs> I just we just drove to Pennsylvania, and I uh, got to meet them. Uh, I and I actually opened up for them too. So I played three songs to open up for them, and then they did their whole entire concert. And then their encore was Iris, and they said we're going to invite George back out too. And it was a very special, special moment. Um, it was it was pretty. It was very surreal, and I loved it uh, because I I wore a shirt. It had a fingerprint on it, and then on the shirt it just says "intelligently created." Wow! Um, and uh, and just very quickly during sound check, uh, Johnny was like, "Hey, what's what's your shirt mean? What's that?" And I kind of I kind of just told him I I I believe that I was 
created uh, for a reason just like this on purpose and this is this is how god made me on purpose and just the goo dolls just being the way they are he's like cool man and walked away so i don't, I don't know how that stuck or if, if he remembers that or anything but it was, it was a very it was a cool moment for me so that's an amazing story and of course yeah, as, as a bit of a fanboy that's a that's really neat to hear um and and again all part of god's sovereign plan right I mean, you talked about that earlier that like uh, it, yes, this crazy thing happened that has, you know, uh, then moved on to allow you to have a, a, a platform, an international platform, but it was all part of God's sovereign plan to use you to make a difference in, in the lives of others for his glory. Yeah, exactly. Ne- never, never would I have thought, especially as a teenager, being so ashamed of who I was, never would I have thought that God would, would use huh. my disability for, for his glory. But isn't that what he does though? He yeah. uses our weakness. And yes. And that's exactly what John chapter nine alludes to: is that uh, he was born without, or he was born blind, so that the works of God could be seen through him. Mm. And that's what really turned things around for me as as a high school senior, thinking about the future, thinking about my life, kind of wrestling with these questions, and just being able to just be calmed down by by the Lord and realize God can use me, mm. uh, despite the fact, and not even despite the fact through the fact and with the fact that I don't have arms. God God can use that. And, and in that, he is glorified because who – it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense for a, a guy with, with no arms to play a guitar or a guy with no arms to drive a car with a perfect cleaning driving record. I, I keep saying that and every That's time I say that – me. I know. I, 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 like, well, every time I say that, my wife's like, you shouldn't say that because you're going to – you're, you're <laughs> jinx yourself jinx now. And so far, so good, but I'm going to stop saying that. That's my last time. And it's recorded, so this That's is my, right. this is my we'll, last time. We'll, uh, we'll make sure you know your wife has a recording of this. Though. Yes. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean, it doesn't make sense, but, yeah. but uh, it's only by, by him. It's only by, by his faithfulness and his, his sovereignty that, that I am able to, to get up every morning and I'm able to confidently walk around and, and, and allow people to, to notice me and, and open up and you know, I, I sit here today, totally different than what I, who I was ten years ago, uh-huh. and I'm I'm thankful I'm thankful for not having arms, and I don't want arms. Uh, this is how this is how God has made me, and this That's is amazing. this is my 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 time here on earth. Wow, I, we praise the Lord for you and uh, the impact you have made around the world, but especially here for the last couple of days, you've spoken at a church and at a conference and at an elementary school. And today you're going to speak in chapel to our, our grace students. And uh, just as we kind of wrap up, tell us a little bit about, you know, uh, it may be similar to what you've already said, but what, what's your message this morning? What's, what's going to happen in chapel this morning? Yeah, well, I'm I'm excited for chapel because this, this age group, this college age group, um, it's, it's an age group I don't get a chance to, to reach a lot. And I'd, I'd certainly love to because it's such a pivotal age. Like yeah. high school is a pivotal age for sure, but college age you're almost you're almost out in the world. You're you're almost doing it, and you're you're struggling. College kids also struggle with a lot of a lot of things and a lot of doubts and insecurities. And and so yeah, I mean this morning I'm excited to share my story and and share some funny stories of experience I had driving on the road or when when kids have asked me questions and things I've said and. Because I like to have fun with with not having arms, but I mean more so. I like you said, I want them to be encouraged and entertained and whatnot. But I want them to be challenged. Really, yeah. I want every, everyone, faculty, everyone in the room, to be challenged to look at their own struggles from a different perspective. You know, we we so easily get wrapped up in our 
in our struggles, in our dark seasons, and it's it's easy to see everything from a worldly lens. Mm. And we don't do it on purpose, even 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 if we are Christians, we don't we don't do it on purpose. But we get so distracted by it. Um, but I just want to challenge people to to look at their own challenges from from an eternal eternal lens, and and recognize that hey, I have disabilities too. You know, he he's he's you can see that George doesn't have arms, but he struggles with a lot of the same things I do. Mm-hmm. And at the root of it is sin. <laughs> and that's something that we are all affected by because we live in this broken world. And, you know, John chapter 9, the blind man and Jesus can work, God can work through him. Uh, that's true for all of us. Mm. You know, God can work through us despite our differences, despite our weaknesses, and despite our, our disabilities because he is stronger. He is greater than, than even our toughest battles. That is uh, a message our students need to hear, but that's a message I needed to hear. Um, So uh, thank you for this. I've been so encouraged by this time together, um, and I can't wait for chapel. Um, I know I'm going to be challenged there as well. Uh, If someone was interested in following you or learning more about you, what are some of the ways that they they could do that? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I you can find me pretty much anywhere on, on YouTube. I have a website. It's just thatarmlessguy.com because uh, I've I've owned it. So I'm <laughs> that armless guy, and that's social media, Instagram, and, and whatnot, Facebook. You can find me almost anywhere. Good, yeah. good. Well, thank you uh, all for listening today to the Grace Story Podcast, George. Thank you for being with us, and uh, we would love it if wherever you are, you'd be willing to uh, comment, that you'd be willing to share this podcast with others, and we hope, as George has encouraged you today, that you'll live your best Grace Story today.